Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. <laughs> Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. And I'm Wajah Dali. And Waj, you know, we are back. Uh, I want to say to our listeners that our conversation uh, last week on who the Speaker of the House would be uh, and (laughs) where we would be, um, you know, by the time that episode aired, uh, Mike Johnson was the new Speaker, unanimously voted in. Uh, so I want to give us an opportunity to say to we pre-recorded friends <laughs> like that's what we did <laughs> and, and we cannot control how you know how how the news rolls because my God uh, I thought that we were going to be speakerless and then we got a new one Waj and this new one my God my God I mean this is one of those situations where we have said on our show for. I think the past year and a half that the GOP is going to further become a radicalized, weaponized movement that is hostile to democracy. And people thought, as usual, these darkies are crazy. What are you talking about? Right. You know, going back, Danielle, Donald Trump won't leave. Oh, you're hysterical. Donald Trump is going to cause a lot of chaos before he if he loses. Oh, you're hysterical. After Donald Trump leaves. Did you hear this one, folks? The GOP will moderate. They'll get back on track. <laughs> well, forget Marjorie Taylor Greene. Forget Lauren Boebert. Uh, now we have, as the Speaker of the House, mm-hmm. not uh, Kevin McCarthy, the spineless amoeba of a man. I think, w- what's the animal uh, reference that you use, Danielle? Uh, a spineless jellyfish. Yeah, jellyfish. There you go. Uh, not Steve Scalise. A stingerless Scali- jelly- jellyfish, I'll say that. Yeah, a stingerless, stingerless jellyfish. Who will probably yeah. use his stinger to sting himself. Yes. Kevin McCarthy, real quick, is the only man in history who did a Faustian bargain and got nothing in return. But I digress. All right. Not Steve Scalise, who's David Duke without the baggage. Mm-hmm. Those two guys, no, no, no. They were too moderate for the GOP. So they went with this guy, Mike Johnson, and mm-hmm. every single day, and something crazy will probably drop by tomorrow when we release this, more information has been revealed about how extreme this guy is. K-File uh, on CNN revealed that Mike Johnson, uh, as an attorney, was involved with the conversion therapy movement. Uh, Danielle, as the sole ambassador of all queer people, can you tell those who don't know what conversion therapy was? 
Yeah, or absolutely. Or, absolutely. So conversion therapy, which has been banned in many states, um, is a, type, a form of quack bullshit therapy that either chooses mm. to try and beat the gay out of people, uh, to pray mm. the gay out of people, to shame the gay mm. out of people. Um, basically, it is those that are vulnerable who go to these, you know, norm of their, their largely religious institutions, um, for help. And why do they need help? Because they are living inside of communities that are, um, very, uh, what is the word I'm looking for? Abrasive, toxic, horrible for, uh, for the LGBTQ community. And so what are they forced to do? I would add Try torturous. It's torture, yeah, right? Torturous. And what are they forced to do? Try and change themselves. And so there have been so many, my God, over the decades, horrible, disgusting stories um, of people that were forced into conversion therapy, normally children by their religious mm. zealot parents um, who tell harrowing stories. So yes, this is what the new ha handmaiden tale speaker of the house has been involved with. Hey, can I can I quote CNN's K file mm -hmm. quote prior to launching his political career Johnson a lawyer gave legal advice to an organization called Exodus International and partnered with the group to put out an annual anti-gay event aimed at teens just like you said yep. and and also Daniel the I mean and you know doing research on this and learning about it, uh, a lot of the the founders of that movement came out what was it several years ago and said this doesn't work we apologize. Uh, it's quack science, like it's mm -hmm. torture. So this was that alone would be enough to disqualify him. But in addition to that, Daniel, he also has some uh, very um, interesting thoughts about women's rights and abortion. Uh, in the fact, uh, meaning basically that they have no rights, and also gun safety. <laughs> uh, in the right. fact that there should be no gun safety, and yes. by the way, an open election denier, yes. uh, pretty much who's pro coup is now the second in line to be president if, God forbid, something happens to President Joe Biden and Vice President Harris. This is the guy. Yeah. And, you know, I, I at first, right, if you remember, I was just like, I had gotten to the point where I was just like, I don't give a damn who the speaker is because I know that they're going to be horrible, right? I know that they're going to be anti-democratic, mm. that they're going to be anti-American, that they're going to be anti any of the values that this country um, has tried to live up to and expand over the course of its, you know, two and a half centuries. However, um, Mike Johnson is probably the worst of the worst type of picks that we could have. <laughs> yeah. Um, when the man is asked where you stand on certain issues and he says, if you read the Bible, you would know, um, whose interpretation of the Bible, sir, the same Bible that justified slavery, the same Bible mm. that justified the domestic uh, abuse uh, of women, uh, the same Bible that, uh, you know, that conjures up violence towards children, right? Uh, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child. Like what version of said evangelical Christian Bible are we to reference in point to you, right? When he, I, Sherilyn Eiffel, the former uh, head of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, tweeted a video of Mike Johnson. I, I, Folks, I'm not quite sure the year, but to me, it doesn't really matter. Where Mike Johnson said that um, 
we are in a place in our society where it is deteriorating because we've moved away from the 18th century. I just want to <laughs> remind folks where uh, where the 18th where we were in the 18th century. Polio. Uh, we, we were in slavery. Uh, we were. Uh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. slavery. By math, right. forgot that. Uh, women did not have the right to vote. If I, if I'm, you know, if my math is right. I think you are correct on that. Yes, yes. Yeah, and so there were a lot of child labor. Things. Child labor, uh, but it was great to be a straight white <laughs> Christian man. That's what we know of the 18th century. With property, and that is the good old days to the new speaker of the house. It's not and even you know, the 1950s, the, folks. It's the eight. I'm, it's it's the 18th century. I'm like, bro. This is where you want to give them tips. Like, bro, go to 1953, pre-born, pre-board versus brand of education, same no. space. He goes, no, no, no. I'm gonna go all the way to 19th century. I'm like, bro, don't say this stuff out loud. He goes, no, no, no. I want to say it out loud. And so there's two things at play here. We have talked about on our program the danger and threat of white Christian nationalism, and because it's white and it's Christian. And they are from the Rust Belt and they're the real American who have economic anxiety and, you know, sit in diners and drink real coffee. It's not a real <laughs> threat, even though, as we've discussed on our show, the data shows that white Christian nationalism was a major factor in the failed violent insurrection that was against our democracy. And we have seen with white Christian nationalists that they use Jesus as a mascot. Their true ideology is white supremacy, power. They believe God gave them this land, straight white men, to purify so they then can bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. And by mm -hmm. the way, the rest of us have to be either domesticated, made docile, or purged. This is the ideology, folks. It is a dangerous, violent threat. And this is the ideology of Mike Johnson, whom the Republican said, even though we know all of this about this guy and we have a 2024 election, this is our guy. And we're going to stand with him. So there's two things, because it does connect to also the evangelical base, the white evangelical base, Danielle, that is still 70 to 80% strong for Donald Trump, mm -hmm. and which is also the base, and folks, this is how it connects, for Netanyahu, the corrupt authoritarian leader of Israel who used messianic, genocidal, biblical language uh, use the language of Amalek, uh, which, by the way, for those who don't know, Amalek, uh, you know, Jewish scholars refer to it as every generation has an Amalek, a threat that rises that wants to attack Jews. But in the Bible, it says what you have to do to Amalek, since it's such a threat, is you have to kill them completely. You have to eradicate Amalek. And so in order to rationalize the war, just two days ago, Netanyahu stands up there says, you know, we are the people of light. They, not Hamas, but they are the people of darkness. Who's they, Danielle? Eh, mm -hmm. Maybe all the Palestinians. And we have to crush and destroy Amalek. Who's Amalek? Eh, maybe Palestinians in Gaza, in the West Bank. We'll see. And his base that stands with him fervently is Mike Johnson's base. White evangelical Christians who love Israel, Danielle, but Jews, eh, not so much. Yeah. You know, it is we are in really dark times. And, and, and I want to use that uh, your thoughts around Netanyahu and the language that he has used this week uh, to transition over to uh, where we find ourselves um, in a global crisis uh, that we are watching in real time uh, war um, and mm. the bombardment and the killing 
of thousands of children. And the justification thereof that is being made for the rationalizing of those deaths of thousands of children. And, you know, when you have the president of the United States say that, oh, I don't believe the numbers coming out from mm. the Palestinians, I don't Terrible. care. Oh, I what don't, a mistake. I, let, what let, a me, mistake let me tell you something. I don't give a fuck if the number is one or 1,000 or 100,000. It's too goddamn many. And so for you to make a statement as flippant as that, mm. it really stuck in my soul, Waj, to hear the president of the United States, this man who told us in 2020 that electing him was about the soul of our nation, right? That then comes out at the killing of one Palestinian boy in the United States and says Islamophobia has no place here. But the killing of thousands of children clearly has a place on the global stage, right? Mm. And so right now, um, I know that I am saying things that are largely unpopular. Why? Because lots of people are losing their jobs. Lots of people are losing their jobs yeah. and their livelihoods yeah. because of their deep compassion uh, of children and the fact that they don't and I don't and hundreds of thousands, if not millions of Americans don't want our tax dollars used to kill kids like I, mm. and, and just and justify it. Because, you know, what we've said for too long, one of the biggest cliches, right, is that the ends justify the means, that there are, quote, mm. wash necessary evils. And I mm. have got to tell you, much like capitalism, that is a bunch of bullshit that has been fed to benefit those that sit on high purchase, that use the rest of us as pawns. You know, uh, you said a lot there, and I, uh, just today, as of this recording, finally, and I'm so grateful someone did this, the Washington Post's Glenn Kessler, who did the debunking of Trump. He was really busy because Trump lied a lot. Uh, Fact-checked Biden's disastrous comment. And thank God, a reputable non-Arab, non-Palestinian, non-Muslim, because they don't believe us, said, by the way, this Ministry of Health numbers that, that comes out with the casualties, yes, even though, you know, Gaza, because uh, Hamas was elected, there's been no election, folks, in 16 years, in addition to the militant extremist uh, armed forces that also, you know, give services, right? So that number of casualties, Danielle, you know who has relied upon that number in the past? The United States government, the State Department. You know why? Because it's generally accurate. You know who else has verified it and also kind of complements it? The UN. You know who else does it? Human rights groups, because the number, it's, it's, this is the, the worst part. It's not an overestimation. It's in almost as an underestimation, but it has been very consistent because, as you know, this has been going on for years. Every couple of years, there's a conflict, right? Every couple of years, there's a war. So the fact that President Biden came out and essentially, perhaps mistakenly, did Israeli Hasbara propaganda and discounted it for the U.S. public, you deny Palestinians in life and you erase them in death. And I remember I tweeted out, and I think we talked about this on the show, I, I said, this is a colossal mistake. Joe, Joe Biden, for the love of God, please correct this. I know Muslim and Arab communities like this is this will be the straw that will break their back. Right. The next day, I think Kirby came out, doubled down on it. Right. It's been a week and so far, no correction. And I can tell you, Daniel, before the latest polls came out, I want to bring this up. Yep. 
I can tell you, as I told you, as I said it on Twitter, Democrats, you made a huge mistake. Yeah. Because the rest of us who are trying to say, you know, to Muslims and Arabs who are like, I can't vote for Biden. I'm like, yo, please be cool about this. Think about it. I know it's terrible, but Trump will be far worse. Him being so callous with with us, with our own eyes, seeing dead kids. And he comes out and says, well, you can't trust those numbers. Uh, it was even for me, Danielle. I'm like, how how do I contort my way? Like, you know, like how yep. do I convince people? And because what it, what it shows, and and black folks in particular know this, and we and the rest of us should have been listening to black folks. What it shows is our lives don't matter. Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. And if they're willing to discount Palestinian lives, and as we know, because they flatten all of us, a Palestinian equals an Arab, equals a Muslim, equals Hamas, equals Hezbollah, equals Jihad, equals Hamas, equals chocolate Hamas. It doesn't matter, folks. They all lump us together. So if the president is so callous yep. about these brown kids being killed, but we care about these white Ukrainian kids, God forbid if this happens to me, who's going to step up for me? And I just want people to understand. You don't have to agree with it, but I want you yep. to understand how people are feeling. And I'm saying this right before I give you this latest disturbing stat that we have been mm-hmm. warning about on mm-hmm. this show. Mm-hmm. Poll came out yesterday. Arab American support for Biden's was 59% in 2020. All right. It fell even before this latest crisis. Do you know where it is right now, Danielle? 17%. Yep. And this is in the footsteps of the Gallup poll where Biden went down to 37%. And let me tell you all this, Michigan, uh, Wayne County, when Wayne County went Republican, Trump won. When Wayne County went blue, Biden won. There is about 250,000 Muslim and Arab Americans in Michigan, folks, and also Muslims in Georgia and in Pennsylvania. What do you think is going to happen? From the New Yorker staff writer Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions. Questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that forced David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year, Colin McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. 
here's the thing. And I, I, again, I just, I want to go back to the numbers, right? The, 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 the numbers that have been issued that right before this, this war were valid, right? For the United States and are valid for the UN and are valid for humanitarian uh, rights organizations. Another stat had come out recently that said the first six pages, because they organized those names, those souls whose lives were lost, the first six pages as you scroll have an age that says zero. Do you know why the Mm. age says zero? Because there are babies that didn't make it to their first birthdays and it's six pages fucking long. And so Mm. we cannot right? Say that there is justification. If you believe in humanity, I don't care again about this side or that side. I say all the time, I'm not a foreign affairs uh, expert. I'm not a historian. I am a humanitarian. And there is no goddamn Mm. way that you see pages upon pages of names with ages that Mm. say zero that will never see one. Mm. Right? This is, this is, This is not just the casualty of war. And I see people in comment sections will say, blame Hamas. Hamas is not bombing humanitarian corridors at this moment. They're not continually telling people that we're in the north of Gaza, go to the south of Gaza. Those people go to the south of Gaza, then you bomb the south of Gaza, right? There is (laughs) no place, right? Or the refugee camp. There is no place here, where the Biden administration is saying to the bordering countries, like they did for the Ukrainians, open up your fucking borders, right? Let's forgive people's debts, which are being, which those countries were saddled with debt because of white supremacy. We won't go into that, right? In the way that you can extract and extort and saddle people with debt so they never rise in power. Nonetheless, where is the push to open up the borders, to forgive debt, to provide a humanitarian quarter, because you see, when Putin doesn't abide by international law, they got tough words to fucking say, boy. They come out full-throated. But here, Mm. we have a president that says, "Ah, I don't really believe the numbers. Got it. Got it. Disastrous. Disastrous. And, And, you know, for people who are listening, they're like, well, listen, just shut the F up and vote for uh, Biden, all right? Do you want, the, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm just, listen, I'm telling you how it's, how people are processing it within these communities, Muslim and Arab communities. So your choice is, you go for the guy who wants want to put you in camps, or you go for the guy who's so callous about Muslims being killed and says, hey, do you want me or the guy who puts you in camps? It's not an appealing situation. It's not no. the best way to court no. someone. Hey, hey, mother effer, do you want to go to camps? No. Vote for Biden, bitch. <laughs> that, that pretty much like what, what, is it, what it says to us, right? Hey, punk ass, what do you want? Do you want to go to camps or not? Vote for Biden. And I'm telling you, people, not just Muslims, not just Arabs, not just black folks, because the black vote is also depressed. Uh, the young vote is also depressed if you're paying attention. What they're saying, Daniel, is this. We're not dumb. We mm-hmm. know Trump is terrible, but we're not going to vote for Trump. But if you're asking me to be complicit in what looks like ethnic cleansing, what looks like genocidal language, what looks like war crimes. I can bring myself, Danielle, to vote for Biden. That's what folks are saying. Now, I still say, for the love of God, if I have to hold your nose, still vote for Democrats, okay? 
because we know what's down the pipeline if god forbid trump wins and he might win now uh but this is where people are daniel and so for for those people who say biden or bust it is not a winning strategy it is no, not a winning strategy and, and, and if you're like who cares about them arabs and muslims fine i'm talking about white folks i'm talking about young voters i'm talking about black voters are now saying this and another poll that came out and I, on msnbc yesterday yesterday a majority of americans including republicans and independents favor a ceasefire 66 percent of all voters which which shows you how disconnected power and this administration is from the majority both here and around the globe and i will say this right that we have that number 66 percent while you are seeing biden's poll numbers go down you are going to watch that number for a ceasefire raise right because here's mm. the thing when folks are saying like well you know what about world war ii and what about this and what about that i want you to understand a very clear thing we had to rely on a handful of newspapers during that time to send photographs weeks maybe months after the horrific actions would take place we are watching mm. this in real fucking time we mm. are watching mm. Access to water be cut. Access to electricity be cut. We're watching babies be pulled out of rubble in real goddamn time. That is the big difference, right? Because what these, what this administration and Israeli administration is telling us is don't believe your lying eyes. Believe the words that are coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and right and, now, and, and, let me try. Let me tell you something. I trust my eyes way more than what is coming out of everybody's mouth right now. And, and that's the game changer. And that's the game changer that people don't realize is that Netanyahu and Israel is committed to a long war. So this is like six months to seven months to eight months to a year. And if Biden administration is all in on this, he went to Israel, he hugged Netanyahu. All of it was disastrous. I kept saying it. And now they're stuck. What do you think is going to happen with the election? I'll say this, folks. I heard this for the first time. I'm telling you, I'm hearing this from folks. People are like, F Ukraine. They're like, they, you can yep. find $100 billion for Ukraine and you can find $14 extra billion for Israel and child poverty has gone up to 12.5%. F Ukraine. Now, who does that help? Putin, white supremacists, and yep. Republicans. And what Republicans said, hey, we'll, fine, we'll, we'll help Israel because of our white evangelical base. But guess what? We'll defund Ukraine and we'll defund the IRS. And if Trump was smart, what he'd say, and I hate to give him advice, I'm America first. Uh, I don't think Netanyahu was mean to me. I'm going to not support that war, and I'm not going to support Ukraine. Vote for me. Uh, uh, I'm going to take all that money and invest it in America. Don't you think that would be appealing to a lot of people who are pissed off yep. and on the fence? I mean, we know, that, we know that it would be white America that he's investing in when he says America, <laughs> and America first. Yeah, oh, we but, know. Uh, we, we know. know. But, um, but absolutely, I think that the reality here is that um, when you are looking around, and you are seeing our institutions deteriorate, and you're seeing, as Tupac said, you got money for war, but can't feed the poor, right? And we got mm. homelessness issues that are overflowing in all of our major cities, right? People being bussed all this way and that way. We have a, a, a immigration system that has never been fixed and people being bussed this way and that way. And then you fought all of a sudden, you look in the in the couch of America and you come up with billions of dollars worth of change. And we're like, can we get some? Can we get some of like, our no. money? No. Yeah. 
And the response and to that is no. Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from Mac Blue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. I, I mean, I, I mean, to wrap up, the, the thing that, you know, when people say, well, why do you focus on Israel? Why, why Israel? And I want to explain to folks this way. Israel says it is the only democracy in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Israel gets $3 billion from the United States and now 14 extra billion dollars. That's your taxpayer dollars. Israel gets United States diplomatic support. Israel has a special relationship with the United States. We are citizens of the U.S. We see Israel's occupation. We see the double standards. We see the apartheid policies. Not my words, the words of Desmond Tutu and Jimmy Carter. We see with our eyes what's happening in Gaza. And so we hold Israel to the standard of a democracy. We expect Israel to follow international law and human rights. And as Americans, we're like, we can't, like, there's only so much you can do to Saudi Arabia. It's dictatorship. You know, Syria, what are you going to do to Assad, right? Putin. But with Israel and our, and our relations with U.S. Indians, I think the reason why people are, are so passionate about this, it's the longest occupation right now going on since 1967. And we see the special relationship. And we're seeing, like you said, Daniel, our taxpayer dollars and our president supporting just death and the death yeah. of kids, which is why it's important to speak up. And the majority is on your side for a ceasefire. And the last thing I'll say is, and I hope this is clear on our podcast and through our tweets and through our history, that Danielle and I, and hopefully I can speak for you, Danielle, mm-hmm. we want to preserve life, Israeli yes. life, Jewish life, Palestinian yeah. Christian life. We realize this is a path towards destruction. We lived in the post 9-11 climate. We saw the rage and pain of people, righteous rage and pain of people being used and abused to weaponize a destructive war and policies that still haunt us to this day. And I'm seeing a Groundhog's Day repeat in real time in Israel and Gaza, which is why I think speak loud, even though there are some repercussions, and the majority is on the side of a ceasefire and human rights. And the last thing that I will say before we leave you all today, friends, is to continue talking to each other, continue opening Mm. up those lines of communication, continue learning, right? Be very inquisitive and be very thoughtful about where you're getting your information from, right? Check those sources, double check those sources, look for global sources, right? And not just those that are inside of the United States and making sure that you are getting every angle, right? Covered so that you see clearly what is happening 
But at the core of it, I will just echo what Watch says, if they can do this to the Palestinian people and no one does anything, right? They will do it to anyone, including us, right? That is, this is, this is Martin Niemöller's poem from World War II, first they came for, right? They are coming for an entire group of people and we're making justifications for it. If they can do that now, they will do it later and with more groups. Continue the conversations, speak up, speak loud, call your representatives, march, donate, do what you can because you care about humanity, all of humanity. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Ajatali. And again, I say this now every week <laughs> that it gets less and less funny, uh, which is that we will be back next week if, in fact, we have a country left. Inshallah. Inshallah.